Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and without fail, every time I remember to check the levels of my microphone, it's at 100%. Every time I forget to check, it has mysteriously dropped to around like 72%. I I don't understand computers, Uh, but what I do understand is Avengers Infinity War, which I just got out of seeing for the second time. And I'll go ahead and tell you right now, if you haven't seen it yet, stop listening. This whole episode is going to give spoilers for Infinity War. It's what the episode's about. We had a group review right here in the Phantom Zone with our pals Bobby Nash, Mike Gordon, and Arian. And we had a great time talking about it. You guys are going to enjoy listening to it, but... Uh, Not if you haven't seen the movie yet, because it's totally going to spoil it. And I'm going to start spoiling it in just a minute here. So now is the time to duck out and come back later if you have not yet seen Infinity War. Okay, I have some notes in front of me. Uh, Because here's the thing. We did our review. I had only had the opportunity to see the movie once. Uh, I think Bobby and Mike had seen I think Arian was the only one that had seen it twice at that point. And while it was so huge and momentous that it was still fresh in my head, even though it had been a couple of days, we recorded on a Sunday and I had seen it Friday night. The movie is so dense and so big and so packed that an hour conversation we're gonna leave things out i I think we went a little over an hour but still you're you're just not gonna get to everything fortunately i get to come back and do this intro so i can cover a couple of the things that got left out just real quick and they're they're not out of context they're just things i wanted to be sure to mention uh first of all in the course of this review i come down pretty hard on the last jedi and on thor ragnarok uh, in in talking about things in Infinity War, and I, I want everybody to know if you love those movies, that's awesome. I don't think that you shouldn't, but I don't, and I really don't. And this is with repeat viewings and lots and lots of thought and consideration about where they lay in their respective universes. And you know, maybe this will be a podcast at some point. Maybe it'll be two podcasts at some point. But when when I speak harshly about those movies, uh, I just want everyone to know I'm not speaking harshly about people who like those movies. But for me, uh, they fail at various levels to the point where I don't I, I don't want them. Uh, and and again, you know, more on that maybe someday in the future. The next thing I'm going to talk about, speaking of failing on various levels, I was in the theater. It was during the day. I went to a 1.30 show. I would have gone earlier, but I'm on, I've been on nights so much uh, that, as a matter of fact, I've, on nights so much I missed out on an awesome purple Catwoman from Mezco. And if you want to read about that, uh, go to needlessthingspodcast.com and check out Wednesday, May 2nd, 
post about previews. But I get in the theater. There may be like eight, ten other people in there. And there's a couple in my row, five or six seats down from me. And they're eating popcorn. But they are eating popcorn in a manner that suggests they are trying to win a loudest popcorn eater contest. Both of them are just... It's ridiculous. But I don't necessarily feel comfortable castigating people for eating popcorn in a movie theater because it's such a traditional thing. Granted, they could keep their fucking mouths shut and maybe be a little bit quieter, but it's not enough for me to say something. And those of you who have been to movies with me uh, may have had the experience of me getting up and saying something to somebody. It has happened. I have told people to turn their phones off. I've told people to shut their mouths. Uh, I do not tolerate bad movie theater etiquette. Uh, but it takes more times, and I finally put my, my footrest down. I got up. I walked over. I sat next to the guy. I took off my 3D glasses, which, by the way, I do recommend you see uh, Infinity War in 3D. It looked good. It's not dumb. It's not flying out of the screen, but it has depth, and some of the details came out at me more. Uh, like, I was able to notice that uh, the tears, and, and here we go with spoilers, by the way. If you didn't stop a few minutes ago, stop now. Uh, Captain America's new uniform has a bunch of tears in it, because it's not his new uniform. It's the same one he had in the last movie that we saw him in. And under those tears is the scale mail of the traditional Captain America costume. It was really cool to notice that in there. I, I, I dug it. It was such a great little detail, and I would love to see the full scale in the future. Uh, full scale, right? Uh, so anyway, I sat next to this guy. I took my 3D glasses off. I said, hi, between your loud popcorn chewing and your talking, you guys are really ruining this movie for me. Can you please keep it down? And that was, you know, it was firm, but I was not as obnoxious as I could have been, which I'm glad about because he said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry. And I put my glasses back on, got up, walked back over to my seat. And uh, they, they did not speak again for the rest of the movie, but they did uh, keep eating their popcorn. Not loudly. It was, de- it was noticeably more quiet, but still also unfortunately noticeable. Uh, and also the guy was wearing flip-flops. And, and if you're a male wearing flip-flops in a, a public situation at a restaurant, in a movie theater, in a, in a, a department store, whatever... That says enough about you anyway. You're probably the kind of person who looks at your phone and talks uh, during movies and chews popcorn really loudly. Uh, it's just it's just how it is. And, and I know he was wearing flip-flops because I tripped over one of them on the floor in front of his recliner uh, because his bare, disgusting man feet were just out in public. It's revolting. It's Come on. Uh, so anyway, and that not trip. It wasn't like a cartoony Three Stooges trip. It was a like I stepped on it and it moved a bit. I didn't. It, it didn't turn into a. I went over to uh, request something and turned into a buffoon, which is normally how my story would go. I'm I'm willing to admit. Uh, so that so that happened. Uh, but in my second viewing, it was just as good. I can't say it was better because it was so good the first time, but it was tremendous. I honestly could have just stayed in the theater and watched it again a third time immediately. I would have had no problem doing that. Uh, but the things that 
uh, I didn't mention during the review that you're about to hear were Tony's new armor. I don't think we talked about that at all because we were so engrossed with Robert Downey Jr.'s acting. We didn't actually talk about how awesome the, I guess that's the Extremis armor. Uh, It's the nano whatever armor that comes out of him now and can form different things. It's amazing. It looks incredible. Uh, The fight scene between him and Thanos is just like nothing you've seen from Marvel yet, which it's funny that this massive movie that's already giving you so much that we've been wanting to see, that we've never seen before, that we never thought we would see, is giving you on top of that this incredible new version of Iron Man. Uh, and, and and also, not enough we're getting the Iron Spider, which I Spider-Man is a whole other thing to get into. Uh, I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The people running the show understand the character of Peter Parker better than any other movie adaptation has because and and I do mention this in the review but I've got to reiterate here Peter spends the entire movie saving people he ends up in space because he's trying to save the wizard Uh, he saves the guardians he saves he's just saving people the whole time and that's a carryover from Spider-Man Homecoming where he's saving people like that's his thing and then at the end he even saves uh, Michael Keaton like they they have established that that is a defining trait of the MCU Spider-Man and because of that I have hope that we're going to get a real Spider-Man movie uh in the next movie and and not uh Peter Parker in the Avengers movie which it, it were it made me much happier in Infinity War uh than it did in Homecoming because the situation demanded everything that happened the Iron Spider suit felt to me earned in this movie and was very very cool so we get the iron spider and we get tony's mark 53 i'm not even sure what it is but tony's uh new morphing armor that looked incredible and did everything and the way that it got destroyed during the battle with thanos was just awesome like you could see the parts just getting beaten off of him uh just visually this was incredible there were the the only time that the cg took me out of the movie a bit was when they showed uh banner's head in the hulkbuster armor and it almost like because it's it's his uh it's the part of you that would show if you were wearing a really wide-necked shirt and like it kind of looked like Mark Ruffalo was just sort of floating around like it wasn't he wasn't totally in place it just looked really odd but literally that's the only time where I looked and was like this CG is a little weird Thanos looked incredible uh the Black Order looked incredible all the visuals were just amazing and and Tony's new suit felt very there and present and real uh and and was incredible so I wanted to mention his armor uh, and I also wanted to mention that, you know, during this viewing, I realized, because I, I was devastated by this movie. Uh, we t- we talk about that uh, during the review. We talk about my son's reaction, uh, my 10-year-old son's reaction to the movie. He was uh, much more devastated than I was because he's not a cynical old bastard who's seen it all. Uh, 
But during my second viewing, my devastation, I was able to sort of put my finger on it. It's not that we lose these characters because that's not the point. The point is, is as with any passing, any death, uh, those left behind. Uh, when, when the tears came out of my eyes as Peter Parker is laying in Tony Stark, his, his surrogate father's arms, and telling him he's sorry for dying, uh, I'm weeping for Tony because that, you know, Peter's gone. It's sad, but he's gone. But Tony, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to him, ever. And Cap, who just got Bucky back. Yeah, it's been a couple of movies now since he found out Bucky was alive. But he's really got him back now because Bucky's been in Wakanda uh, doing his his Wakandese meditation or whatever he's been doing. But we see it. We get that moment between the two of them, between Steve and Bucky, where it's clear these are our pals again. These are our buddies again. We got glimpses of it in Civil War when they fought together, but this was the real deal. This was Bucky's back, baby, and then Steve loses him. And it, and it breaks him. And I'm really curious to see where Steve Rogers is in the next movie. Uh, I think it's important that he remains a beacon of hope, but at the same time, we have to tell stories with our characters and they have to change and grow, like Thor did. And and I, I was a little harsher on Thor's character development uh, during the review, which you will hear, than I should have been. Uh, and again, watching it that second time, uh, Chris Hemsworth's performance was better than I gave him credit for the first time because he... He, like Robert Downey Jr., was really portraying somebody uh, brittle and on the edge. Uh, and his is a very different flavor from Tony Stark's. But Thor Thor is also, you know, he's making the jokes, but you can see his pain. Uh, so I, I was a little too harsh on Thor's character during the review, which you'll hear. Uh, but anyway, I think that's everything that I wanted to discuss. That's all my notes. Uh, I, I love this movie so, so much. I hope that you all go to the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group page and vote on your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. There's a poll up right now. And today, I will be posting my order of favoritude for the MCU uh, which I will tell you right now starts with my favorite MCU movie is Captain America the First Avenger my least favorite MCU movie is Thor Ragnarok uh, so if you want to find out where everything falls between those two go to the Needless Things podcast Facebook page Facebook group whatever it is uh, join up and I would like for everyone to share their lists as well. And I'm doing this by Arian's request. He actually, when, when I was uh, several weeks ago going off about Thor Ragnarok, uh, he insisted that he needed to know how I ordered the MCU movies. 
And so Friday, or today, for you guys, I will be doing that, and I would love for everyone to share their own lists on that post. So please get in there and do it. And also, before we get to the review, please go to needlessthingspodcast.com, click on the Amazon box, and buy your stuff. And that's all I'm going to say, because now it's time for The Mystery Men. So, well, that's a good open. So that was the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, it will be joining us for our review of Infinity War. And we'll tell everybody up front, there are going to be spoilers. If you've not seen the movie yet, like if you're some kind of weird, reprehensible creature that for some reason has not yet seen Infinity War, like if, if there's something that wrong with you, one, I don't know why you're even listening to this, and two, don't listen to it because we're going to spoil it. And also, uh, potentially later on, our scholarly friend Arian will be putting forth some theories as well as our friends Bobby Nash Hi. and Mike Gordon. Howdy. So we're, we're going to be talking about the movie, everything about the movie. We're going to spoil the crap out of the movie. Uh, so there, there it is. If you don't want to hear that, turn it off now. And turn your phone off now. I owe everybody a beer. Silent. Now, every, every time you hear the Infinity Gauntlet during this, take a shot. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, we've, we've had this plan for a little while, but despite that, Ryan and Sean couldn't make it. And I have a message here from Ryan and Sean. Uh, okay. We are stinky turd boys who play with our own poop and also eat poop. I don't know what that has to do with Infinity War, but that's the message that I got from them. It's pretty much their modus operandi. Yeah, that's it. That's that's their mission statement. Exactly. I guess. Uh, so anyway, it's, all right. It's good to have a guiding philosophy. <laughs> uh, so moving on to actual Infinity War, the, the first thing that I want to say about it is huge, huge appreciation to Marvel Studios, to Disney, to everyone involved for the ad campaign because I went into this movie, you know, I had a general idea of what it was about, obviously, and what was going to happen, but they didn't spoil nothing it. was spoiled. Yeah, All right. of the twists and turns and the way things went down, uh, the, the two emotions... I constantly had, for the whole three hours or however long it was, was, I can't believe I'm seeing this, and holy shit, what just happened? Yeah. Well, like, that right? <laughs> and not just, not just twisted turns, they didn't even spoil, like, the good lines. Right. Like, all the good lines, not in the trailers. Well, the, tra- the lines in the trailers weren't even in it. Some of them, Most yeah, Thanos, right. yeah, A lot like, of Thanos' dialogue from the trailer was not in the movie. Yeah, like the the original speech we yes. were talking about, like, dread it, fight it, run from it. Like, that's kind of in the movie, but also, like, halfway not. Uh, well, and this one about the smile on his face. Yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't and, in the and, movie. And a big, you know, this could be a big spoiler, but the trailers really paint Thanos as a mustache-twirling, yes. really evil villain. 
I'm doing in, this for the heck of it because I'm evil. Right. And that's the movie, not the case at all. He is not that. I just want some rocks. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> He's like, people are dying in the universe. How can I save people? I know. Kill half of them. Well, he's, <laughs> he is the one of the best. I can't say the best because obviously there's a halo effect on this movie. I'm super sure. excited about it right now. But he's one of the best villains I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. And uh, it, it helps that like Josh Brolin's an incredibly talented actor. Yes. He's he's also the he, of the Marvel villains outside of say Loki perhaps he's the Which most nuanced. R I P Loki yes yeah he is the most nuanced Which, villain like I figure like knowing that like Thanos was going to attack and get the uh, the Tesseract from uh, the refugee Asgardian ship uh, like I kind of figured Loki would eat it. But, like, I didn't expect them to, like, start off with, like, killing Heimdall and Loki in the first five mm-hmm. minutes of the movie. I am, and taking out Hulk. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, really man. just... Not, beating, not just taking out Hulk, beating but, like... Not yeah. Like, yeah. just, like, giving showing. Hulk performance anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, if they, if they Ebony, to... Ebony Ma was like, no, no, let, yeah. let him have his fun. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, not, I mean... It's like, it's like that, that saying, like, you know, is it, what, a prison saying? It's like you go for the big dog first yeah. to, yeah. to let everybody know how, like, where you stand. And it's, it's like, this movie does that. It's like, if you want to know how powerful Thanos is, he, he, I don't even know if he's using the stones at that point, but he just puts a whooping on the most, one of the most powerful well, the only one, He only has one stone He only has, point, and yeah. it's the power stone, which, like, is, gives you strength, mm. and, like, maybe that could help him, but, like... They later established that, like, in order to use the stones, he's got to, like, clench his right, gauntlet. Right. He's got to actually do, yeah. And, like, I do, like, obviously he was hitting Hulk, but, like, I don't even know that he was doing that. And, like, that's that's consistent, and you'll probably hear me say this a lot, because for uh, full uh, disclosure, the original Infinity Gauntlet is one of my favorite series that Marvel ever did, and uh, Thanos is my favorite uh, Marvel villain, non-Magneto uh, category. Uh, it's a pretty accurate portrayal of Thanos' power level even outside of, like, you know, infinity power enhanced. Like, he's... He's up there as far as, like, you know, with, like, the Living Tribunal, uh, Eternity, all of those guys, the powerful celestial beings in the Marvel Universe, comic universe. Anyway... Now, where are you guys as far as the comics go? I've never read any of that. Um, no, I haven't either. I've uh, I got um, turned on to the Marvel Cosmic stuff late, like when Abbott and Lanning were doing their thing, right? Which right. I loved, loved, loved. So when you know, it was no surprise to me when Guardians came along, and I was yeah. you know like thinking this is this is something that I enjoy and I recognize because I've read the comics. Yeah. Right. But as far as most of the I know of I know of Thanos. I've seen him in action in the comics very little, um, and uh, I mostly know him from the Superhero Squad cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, by the way, this movie was a fine adaptation of. <laughs> so, one like one of the interesting differences in, that I think actually makes movie Thanos a far better villain is that uh, comic Thanos is doing all of this to impress the living aspect of death, yeah, yeah. Right. Lady Death. And what's funny is, like, he kills half the universe to impress her, 
and it doesn't really even impress her all that much. So it's like, dude, you did all this for a girl, and like, she didn't even care. Well, I'm I'm glad that you say that because I I have heard from you know the some of the fanboy contingents that they are upset that Thanos that his, see, his 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 uh, rationale his is different, and they would I think they would have appreciated. Uh, that, yeah, but that's especially since that would have played movie, out dumber on screen. I, I mean, it's debatable, but the movie kind of the the MCU kind of established it when they said, "Here's a guy who courts death," right? And I think they were thinking this, this that is what's that might, that might be the direction they yeah. went in. Y- yeah, but like, plus his plan is pretty stupid. Like, well, well, sure. <laughs> like, like I'm going to become wanna... I'm going to become basically omnipotent. To fix like a resource problem by killing half the people instead of creating more resources, right. there's not enough food, and maybe making people <laughs> sterile. Yeah, yeah. It, it it really like you know this is a plan from like the master era, like from old Doctor Who. Yeah, like you yeah. know like well. You know, this happened for one planet, so it must be true for the rest of the universe. I better just you know, well, well, kill half the people. And and he is insane. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, he is. And, yeah. I don't mind that it's bonkers because I'm familiar with. I mean, but there's actually like a lot of depth to his character. Yeah, and I really appreciate with everything else going on and everything else that they had to do. They they took the time to give us some backstory with him well, like, and make movie, him relatable. The movie's yeah, yeah. very much uh, like a character arc for Thanos. Yes. It, like it, they could call it, like, instead of an Avengers movie, like Thanos, Thanos is very much the protagonist. Yeah. Well, Thanos, an Avengers story. Well, I, I do love the fact that at the very end of the movie, it does say Thanos will return, not yeah. the Avengers yeah. will return. Yeah. Um, I... I was that was my heyday of reading the com, you know, reading a lot of comics when when the Infinity Gauntlet stuff happened. Same, and, you know. Well, one you put George Perez on anything, and I'm going to read it. So that, that was a, that was a big selling point. But I was I loved Marvel's cosmic stuff, and uh, the Silver Surfer comic was really big at the time, and it tied in quite nicely to the to the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, and. Uh, yeah, it was just a wonderful, wonderful story. Obviously, a lot has changed from the comic to the to sure. the movie. Uh, certainly, like the, the fact that there's no Adam Warlock, there's no Pip the Troll, there's no Death, as we mentioned. And then these are characters that are big parts of the Infinity Gauntlet comic. Yeah. Who you know, and and the the other big change for the from the from the books to the movies is is the the, the gems themselves. The stones in the comics were not. Didn't belong to Avengers, and you know, one of them was not Doctor Strange's. One of them was not in the Vision's head. The the elders of the universe had them. So, like Benicio del Toro's collector would have had one. Jeff Goldblum's character would have had one. And Thanos beat all of them to take the stuff. And in that situation, you care because it's comics. But in this right. situation, we have to tie those things to yeah. characters. Right. It, right. It, ma- it matters more to us that he beats Doctor Strange right. to take his gem. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Like if he if he went out and beat up some random dude, it wouldn't have <laughs> and, had the same impact. Right. And, and he doesn't even really like he he clearly outclasses Doctor Strange, but like. Strange ends up having to like give him the gem out of his own free will. Well, what's interesting about that, and, and actually, real quick, I want to get back to uh, the Hulk, the fact that his opening move was to beat the crap out of the Hulk, because I spent a lot of time, and I'm sure a lot of people have, wondering, like, okay, who are they going to kill to make the point 
that Thanos is not is much like Wu Tang, not to be fucked with. <laughs> uh, and they came up with such a better solution because they could have killed anybody we've ever seen in the Marvel movies, and it would not have had as much impact as the fact that he just whooped Hulk's ass. And not just like, like even more so than killing him. He made it so that he humiliated him and made him scared. Yeah. The Hulk would... I I saw... I guess maybe they didn't... I I dare say maybe they didn't do a good enough job explaining it because I have seen a number of people say, we don't know what's up with the Hulk. We can't wait to find out. I'm like... Those people are dumb. I'm like, (laughs) the Hulk is scared. He's never been beat like that. Yeah. I thought it was... I I don't know how it could have been any clearer (laughs) unless they had just had a moment Yes, Hulk scared of Thanos because Thanos beat Hulk. Hulk, oh, Hulk scared of purple like, man. Like, what do you need? David Tennant? No other purple yeah. man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk scared of Grimace. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh whoa. Wow, Mike that? Gordon. All right. Just I'm attempted take, brain surgery. Take it easy. Peace for the rest of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. I've never, I need to move the couch up or put a pillow on that thing, maybe. He was, uh, he was just—he was just demonstrating the, the the Hulk scared part. Yes, exactly. Yes, Mike Gordon will be scared to enter the Phantom Zone again. So, He'll just stand outside, going, "No!" Yeah. No. Right. I, I, I thought that yeah, it was perfectly understandable because when it's like, "Okay, Hulk, come out," and the, and the, we see the Hulk long enough for him to go, "No!" Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, I, just. They told that story. Yeah, yeah. People and who especially getting it, maybe. especially the, for those people who saw Ragnarok, which was a yeah. Hulk that was undefeated mm-hmm. right. and was not going to let Banner ever have control yeah. ever again. Yeah. So what a complete one eighty for him. Yeah, and it's funny because um, Ruffalo had, had spoken about how good the story arc for the Hulk was across these two movies, mm-hmm. which it was, and yeah. it, which sounded like horseshit. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, when he, you know, I, I saw in two different interviews where he said something along those lines, and I was like, I think maybe they're just lying to you, you're, dude, because it's just the Hulk. Your, your, uh, your distaste for Ragnarok is showing? Uh, no, 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 no. The Ragnarok story I have no problem with. Just some execution elements. Uh, yeah, I just hate it. It's, it's, it is, uh, I'll go ahead and say this now, it is my least favorite Marvel film. Wow. Because wow. of wow. Because of the tone. It's, it's, in, my, it's in my top the third, and I like it better than any of the other yes. people. I'm, I'm more with you, but not as extreme. Yeah, I th- and I th- but I see, I think the, th- the tone of Ragnarok worked because they were moving toward this movie. Maybe on its own, I get it. You know, it's a little too silly in places for... But... The fact that they're, that Thor is is hooking up with the Guardians of the Galaxy here, having <laughs> goodbye, Moron. Yes, if yes, if <laughs> Thor if Thor was still that serious guy he was in Avengers One, you know. But and, and but even was, even Thor's character in this movie, uh, you know, they had that one moment with Rocket. Oh, such a great moment, Rabbit. But yeah, <laughs> which what a great team. Uh, if we if we want to do a Thor Rocket. Solo movie or duo movie? Four Rocket and Groot. Let's let's do it. Uh, well, not Groot. <laughs> we'll get to that. We still have Groot's uh, arm. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, but there there were times where I I realized okay, so yeah, Ragnarok was what it was, and it has apparently changed Thor's character. Mm-hmm. Like they're sticking with that. Meathead. Well, also Thor is Thor has gone through so much that 
I think looking at it from a from a character standpoint, Thor is one of only a handful of Asgardians left. Because not only was Asgard wiped out by by Hela and Ragnarok. Nobody and, cares though. We just make a little right. joke about but, it. But but then the fact that the survivors are all but wiped out. Right. Because, you know, not, not only does Thanos go in and kill a bunch of them, then he blows the ship up and kills the rest. Well, and that's that's kind of my issue is that, you know, because th- from the start, from the beginning of the very first Thor movie, Thor's a cocky, like, arrogant. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a meathead. Like, you know, he, he drinks this uh, flag and then spikes it on the right. ground. Like in the first one. But he is, aside from that scene with Rocket, unaffected by the horrors that he's seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, to go from seeing his people slaughtered, being abandoned in space, to making jokey jokes with the Guardians, it was... Like, I get that you need some levity in this movie. I, that, that, to me, seemed a little off. To me, it felt like a defense mechanism. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. You know. and believe me, I'll take explanation for it because I, I don't want to not be I happy with that. All the humor in this movie feels like defense mechanism. Yeah, because yeah. this movie, it's just got a like from the beginning to the end. It's just this pounding, brutal pace. That's just like this tone of this extremely dark shadow. Like the storm is coming. And all the humor in this, it, it's not light humor. It's people mm-hmm. who are scared, who don't know what's going on, who've lost a lot, and trying to figure out how they're going to get out of this. And all the humor comes from that. It's very different than any of the other Marvel movies in that way. I think. And you, you know who is the only, to, in, in my opinion, the only one who perfectly nailed exactly what you're saying, that, that frantic... Uh, Defense mechanism is is Robert Downey Jr. Yes, because yes. he was doing all of his normal Tony Stark jokes, but they <laughs> all had this like brittle, about to break feeling to them. All of his banter with Strange, like everything. Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that Stark and Parker so good together. Yeah. Um, Strange's interaction, and here here's another thing is I wish they hadn't made Strange so snarky. I think he could be very, very smart and See, I thought it was snooty. I thought it was arrogant more than snark. There are a couple little yeah. lines, like when he calls him a douchebag. I'm They're, like, I'd rather not hear Doctor Strange say douchebag. They're yeah. so similar, yeah, even in the comics, yeah. that I kind of think that there's just a subtle difference between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. well, now it used to not be. Well, yeah. T- Tony Stark and Doctor Strange used to be worlds apart. In the way right. They well, they're they're yeah. both very arrogant alpha yeah. males. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're, I, they're different. With, they're with goatees. They're yes. different flavors of arrogance, though, and yeah. they seem to have chosen. To give them the same flavor of movies, which is, it's not any kind of big deal at all. It's just and a little thing that I was yeah. like, eh, let's. But yeah. the, the the real the one that I really like, yes, I mean, we already knew from the Spider Man movie that Spider Man and Iron Man have a great relationship. Yes, they're good together. But putting Star Lord and Iron Man together <laughs> was 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 wonderful because, yeah. again, that's two big alpha egos. Yeah. Yeah. And because you know the one line, it's it's in the trailer, it's in the movie, but it's different in the movie of the whole. I like this plan, except one problem: it sucks. You know, (laughs) let me do a plan, plan, and then it'll be good. And what's amazing is 
They do use his plan. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it works, it but he's the one that yep, fucks he's the it one up. that screws it up. Because if you're going because, you know, as as smart as Tony is and as good as a strategist as he is, like he's not a con guy. Well, and that's why that's like mm-hmm. you need to con and yeah. Tony's also, you know, it's funny because they're equals on in different fields. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Tony hasn't been off Earth before. He doesn't know the galaxy like Star-Lord does. He right. hasn't been out there like Quill. So, like, Quill, and he, and he Quill has street smarts that Tony does not have. Yeah. Or galaxy smarts. Know, like, he doesn't know what the other, uh, like, Guardians are capable of. Like, yeah. <laughs> when, when he's trying to explain things to Drax <laughs> and Manus. Drax's like, are, are you yawning? Are, are you yawning? It's like I stopped listening after, after you said plan. Like, what do you guys do? I did love the little fact too. Kick names one, and take asses. At one point, when they're they're trying to sneak up on him, and and Star Lord does the like the closed fist, which means stop in every Earth movie you've ever seen, yeah. and everybody just keeps walking past it. They have no idea what it means. I missed that. That was I had to get up and pee one time. Uh, okay. And it was. I've seen it twice so that I, I can alter my pee time. I didn't have. I was going to go see it again yesterday, and the shows that were in my time frame were all sold out. Yeah. Except for, like, the front two seats, mm-hmm. you know, on the far side. Um, we set up really but, close, so i got to see it again so I can see it a little farther I, back. Yeah, I, I definitely need to see it again as soon as I can. But, uh, yeah, I missed uh, when Gamora was telling Quill. You're gonna have to kill me because I know something that Thanos doesn't know. Gotcha. Like I saw the right at the end of that, and I was like, "They're probably gonna be talking for a couple more minutes." And I literally like ran down, and when I got back in, uh, they just got to her standing in front of Thanos right before she killed him, uh, which was amazing. That scene, and he like. Again, going back to not really knowing what was going to happen, not knowing what in the trailer was fake and what wasn't. Because honestly, I'll tell you right now, I thought the scene of Cap holding the Infinity Gauntlet in the woods, I thought that was just some bullshit they put up for the trailer. I really didn't think they could get me to a point where that would make sense in the movie. And that's you know what those, I mean? And that's like, one of those scenes that's... From the comic, I mean, obviously in a different context, but you know, in the in the comic, after Thanos, is it right after he's won or right before he's won? Where it's just Cap is the last man standing, he's, and they're uh, on that floating rock. So, yeah, so like they're they're out in space, and uh, Thanos decides to he he wants like he's wiped out half of the uh, the population of the galaxy to impress Mistress Death. And she's still not impressed with him. So he's sad about that. So he's like, I know. You need to see me in action. I'll fight these idiots to win your affection. Okay. And uh, so he says, it's not going to be any contest if I use all of the gems. Right. So I'm only going to use the power gem. And he doesn't, like, he's, he's not drawing on any of the others to fight them. So, like, that's why Cap can do that. Right. Because he's not using the... Like, if he does... Like, he's basically a god. Like, if he can, like, snap his fingers and wipe out half the universe. Uh, but 
Like, only using one of the gems just makes him really strong. Uh, in this case, the power gem. So that's why in the comics you were able to have that scene with Cap doing that. And, like, if you go back and look in the trailers, because I watched one of the trailers afterwards, like, it's not an accurate portrayal uh, of where he is in the, the movie. Like, he only has the two gems. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he's only got the, the power and the time gems. Yeah, like, I, if I, you I, go I, back and watch that trailer. I did notice that. It looked like they did a lot of that to make us think that maybe he doesn't get them all in this one. Well, right. that's the thing is, I, like... I certainly felt like the end of the movie was going to be him having all the gems, but at the same time, without knowing what the next movie is, without knowing uh, what they were going to be willing to do with the movie, you know, I didn't know. I didn't, maybe he ends the movie with only three of the gems. I, maybe Vision escapes into outer space. Yeah. I, I had no idea what was going to happen. The scene from the trailer with, uh, I don't know all the Black Order's names, the... Uh, Proxima Midnight's boyfriend, whatever I don't know. Oh, but yeah, yeah. the scene from the trailer where he's using the the spear to pry it out of Vision's head, like I mean, I really just thought that was probably going to be the part where he, Vision right. lost well, the, the gem. The, the very next scene in the trailer is the gem going into the and right. dropping. Into I mean, the, they they certainly put a number of false threads right. out I think there. the trailer made it look like the Vision was going to be the first to go. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and that was sort of what we thought, What a lot of us thought right. was they're probably going to kill Vision to open the movie and that'll yeah. set up the tragedy and the yeah. power of Thanos. And, and uh, like, when, when you said we should do a, a Infinity War, Deathpool, like, I, fi- <laughs> I feel like everybody would have picked uh, Vision. Yeah. Because he's got one of the gems. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and we were right about that. And and like the the scene where they show in one of the trailers where they show Ebony Maw torturing Strange. Like I feel like you could have picked Strange to die too because he's for, also got. If, if I'd have had to before going into the movie, I would have picked Tony. I, I everybody would have picked, picked Tony or Steve. Yes. Yeah, so I, w- I would have picked either or or yeah. both, and act. But I also would have picked Gamora. Because oh, that one got me. I yeah. didn't see that coming. It, well, like as soon all. as as soon as uh, like he said, "Show me where the soul gem is." I'm like, okay, this is. I didn't know like how, but like they set it up perfectly, mm-hmm. and it was, love, it was very. Well, it's awesome. it's a, that sound you hear of all those people that were convinced that Heimdall had the soul gem the whole uh, time. You know, that's been a big fan theory for a few years now. Oh, really? Heimdall has the soul gem. Huh? Yeah. Because it's orange. Heimdall had orange eyes. Right. And, he uh, did have some kind of glowy thing on his chest in one of the movies. Yeah. Okay. And, and people theory, yeah. like people also thought the Soul Gem was in Wakanda somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. I do they remember thought, that. Theory. They thought yeah, it was that the, one the orange dust that like you submerge yourself in mm-hmm. to like go into the spirit realm. Right. Like they thought that because like they they made a big point of saying. The gems can take many different forms. Like, look at the aether. It's like an amorphous thing. Well, yeah. didn't Chikala's mom have a... She had a big yeah. gem that yeah. she was yeah. wearing, Plus, too? in the trailer, we know <laughs> Thanos sends people to Wakanda. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so that yeah. that made sense, but, like, it turns out they were just defending Vision as, like, a last last stand. Mm-hmm. But, no, they, they did a really good job of, like, setting up false threads and, like, yes. making you think... That whole Tony Pepper scene, if I was writing that, that's how I know Tony's about to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is so much 
red herring. Well, I mean, he can still got in the next one. I don't know, but yeah. there's well, so much foreshadowing in what he's saying. I, I feel and, like just the way that they're setting up the MCU, uh, I feel like Tony's going to die in the last one, and there's not going to be anything they can do about it. And I also mm-hmm. feel like Cap's going to die too. Well, see, Tony, Tony, and Steve, Marvel has this. They can they can have it both ways. Tony and or Steve can die, and you still have Iron Man and Captain America. Right. Like, yeah. Well, you like, and, you have Bucky there. Yeah. Well, but Bucky's not my first choice for Cap. He's not right. my he's not my choice at all for Cap. Right. No. Sam is. But Sam. But you also have if it's Tony. You have the ability. You know, Marvel can eat their cake and have it too, and kill Tony off, put somebody else in the Iron Man armor, and let Tony become the AI. Right. And that way, you've still got Robert Downey Jr. in your movie. Well, if you're if you're cutting him out of the movie, I think you're doing it to save money. Yeah. Um, I, I think if Tony dies, Tony dies, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, which, which I, I, I would be, like I would to see. I would like to see. Uh, Really, T'Challa step into the Tony Stark role. Mm-hmm. I, I think like the central character. he certainly could be that. You know, you know who I would actually and like to see be Iron Man, or like. Well, if it, they're going to continue with any kind of Iron character, I, I say just make it Shuri. Yeah, no, same, same, completely mm-hmm. the same. That was my pick because she's friggin' one of the smartest people in the uh, the M, like the Earth part of MCU. Uh, she's incredibly like. Incredibly technologically advanced, being in Wakanda, uh, you know she, she's already shown a flair for crafting suits. But you had the thing is here, here's the issue with killing Steve. Uh, we have not established a new center, a new part, and well, moral center's tough because with Civil War they established that. Tony's kind of right about some things. Steve's kind of right about some things, but they're also wrong. Like, but Cap is still sort of the the, the, the soul, the yeah. the heart, and they don't have anybody to replace that. Uh, I don't see how it can be Bucky because honestly, they've got a lot of work to do with him to get his character to the point where people genuinely care about him. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, like. I don't want anything bad to happen to Bucky, but at the same time, he's he's so torn apart and done right. horrible things, and well, like yeah, he's he's morally compromised in a way, that right? Like Steve yeah. isn't that he can't. He doesn't have. I mean, as cool as he is, he just he's not he's not the the Boy Scout. He's not the he doesn't no. have the heart right. and the hope. That, Whereas that they happens. could, I think, very quickly build Sam into that. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? Yeah. Plus, I don't think. No offense, but I just don't think the actor's charismatic enough to carry a movie. Oh, wow. So I'm going to throw that out there. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I'm not opposed, but my my guess is that they're probably just better off just creating a new one, you know, at some point. Uh, just take someone new and have tell a story. I'm not sure from where they could pull it from, mm. but I don't, I don't see anybody in the current cast going, I'm going to step in and be Cap. Hmm. But I could be wrong, and there's no guarantee that Chris Evans won't hang around a while. Yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing is, is he has. It's one of those protest too much things. Yeah, they've all kind of done that. Yeah, with the yeah. press thing, you know, the yeah. Kind of which is stuff. fine. I'm so good we, with that's that. why we all think Robert's going to go. Right. We all think Robert and two, the two Chris's are going to go. Right. Because they're the ones that are like, well, they've been doing it for ten what? years. And they're, they're done. The, 
looking at the source material, like all three of those roles, like you could easily draw back on like Marvel lore and like put someone else in because they've done it in the comics before. Yes. Yeah. Like I mean, basically anybody who's proved himself of like picking up Thor's hammer is worthy to like have the mantle of being. I think Thor, Thor is the easiest one to tell a good story of a new Thor because Thor is in the hammer. Like, it's not... Hey, let's face it. But they Thor has a lot of brothers. But they established, <laughs> they established in Ragnarok that it isn't about the hammer. Yeah, but then I mean, they kind of... His power kind of level is, it, is huge without the hammer. But then they kind of brought it back to, like, needing a weapon. Well, he needed a weapon to kill Thanos. The weapon focuses his power. Yeah. Let's let's talk about let's let's get back to the movie. Let's talk about that real quick and the fact that there were no one one of my one of my trigger phrases lately is subverting expectations. <laughs> I want you're still you're still burned by last. I night. want I'm burned I'm burned burned by a lot of things because the the internet community uh, when. Somebody makes shitty creative decisions. They like to throw out subverted your expectations. And nothing in this movie subverted my expectations. And yet it still managed to surprise me and delight me and take everything in ways that I did not expect. Um, Which I guess that sort of... It's not using that term in the way that people are using that term. Like Thor... Uh, if if Infinity War had been the last Jedi, Thor, Rocket, and Groot would have gone to the star, they would have built Stormbreaker, they would have returned to the battle, and then Thanos would have just broken Stormbreaker in half and killed Thor. That's what would have happened. And that's not what happened. Thor came back and whooped the piss out of everyone. He, he thored out. He did what you wanted Thor to do. You just didn't know what path he was going to take to do that. Right. But he came back and was shooting lightning everywhere and decimating the... What are the aliens Thanos is using? Uh, they're not the no, Chitauri. No. No, they're... It doesn't matter. So anyway, he's just <laughs> yeah. tearing them apart, blowing up war wheels. Fodder. Taking care... Yeah, exactly. Well, if you think that the person that got the closest to killing Thanos is Thor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he does plant Stormbringer pretty yeah. deep into Thanos. Man, like Thanos, and Thanos says you should aim for Should have gone for the head. Yeah. Snap. Oh. Or the arm. Yeah. Cut off the arm. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, so but that, that was tremendous. He came back, he did his thing, and all of the Avengers... They all got to shine. They all. There was no moment of epic. Okay, well, there were. Star Lord screwed up. Yeah. Scarlet yeah. Witch, but it made sense. To be it, did, it made sense, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is within the narrative, it wasn't I'm shocked how close Scarlet they Witch, came to defeating. Yeah, Thanos. right there. Like, Scarlet just Witch the didn't handful really screw, of them. Right, she didn't really screw up as much as like Thanos because of the time gem was able to like. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when she left Vision. Oh, yeah. She shouldn't true. have left Vision because that was when boyfriend guy, whose name we don't know, got in. It's got one of the. It, it caused one of the funniest lines though because of the movie when because when uh, T'Challa's oh, I can't remember what the uh, what the, her her name is. Okay. But, yeah, when she said. What the heck was she doing back then? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. They're kicking their ass kicking. She's Why got was that she kind in of the tower? <laughs> yeah. And and here's what it is: is the narrative 
earned the bad decisions that were made. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like, because they were all faced with impossible choices. Yeah. And like, but they like they consistently established like they were trying to like not leave anybody behind. Right. Yeah. But like in order to do that, like they were put in like, those impossible situations where like you got to choose one or the other. Yes. Well, every, and everybody, everybody got their hero moments. I mean, even if it's just a moment, like there were those moments where you like, you know, like Cap stepping out. When of the Cap or, showed up to save Vision and Scarlet yeah. Witch, Woo! the theater went nuts. Yeah, no, both times I saw it, like they they just exploded when that. Yeah. That and um, well, well, when Thor shows up. I mean, yeah, the, when the, Thor shows up in the battlefield, they were pretty much overrun. We, we had like the energy in that theater mm. was. I don't think I've seen a movie that elicited responses the way that this one did. Everybody was very vocal, very like everybody because it's so heavy. Like you were saying, Mike, it's so heavy, and the pace is so furious, and shit is going bad so quickly. That you're sitting there just hoping for something that you can Rally appreciate yeah. and get yeah. behind. Yep. And man, talk about putting a story together, one that is so effective and so it works so well, and then having to use that many different characters to tell that story. Like, man, how there's there's not any wasted time in the No, movie. not no. a second. No. Yeah, I was trying to think of that, actually. I was like, man, it's two and a half hours long, and there's Oh, nothing. I thought it was actually three. I haven't looked. It's I don't like, know. It's, like, it's, it's two, two and, and a half. Yeah, it's like two like, thirty-seven or something okay, like okay. that. But, like, that's um, not bad. With, with previews and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be there for a while. Well, and that's the thing like is you hours? half yeah. a fucking hour of trailers now. Right? Yeah. Bring a lunch. Which, like, most of them I was just like, eh. Oh, I will say this. Real quick, trailers, and we'll move on. After seeing the new Jurassic World trailer... I'm so much more excited yes. about that movie yeah, yeah. than I was before. Yeah, that's yes, true. because now it's not about uh, now it's yeah, mad it's science. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. about rescuing them off an island. It's no, like, we're creating new dinosaurs. Yes, How which is what I wrong, wanted. You know? Which is what I wanted. Okay, yeah. moving back to Infinity War. Let's talk about the Black Order a little bit. Okay. Um, I loved Ebony Maw. Yeah, he was awesome. He was the one who was Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Oh, who yes. was the voice actor for him? Does anybody know off the top of your head? No. He was fantastic, uh, but I really liked how much of a feel we got for the Black Order. Like, they were they were just a level above um, Zod's minions from Superman 2. Oh, no, like I wouldn't were, go that far. Like, they, I think no, they were... characterization, because we, we, we got a good idea of Proxima Midnight and Ebony Maw. Like, See, I don't, I don't remember anybody's name. None of Well, none I don't of think them. they even said their names. Yeah, so I... Uh, you like, know, Ebony Maw... I, I only know only. because of toys. Plus, yeah. I just Ebony Maw was, was like, the only one, like, Thanos actually said his name, because, like, at the end, when... Oh, like, right, when yeah. he was saying how he was kind of sad. Yeah, yeah and yeah. The, the big guys were kind of... Yeah, they were... They yeah, because one big guy got his arm yeah. cut off, and then there's another big guy, Col- and, like, Col- Col- they just have big well, guys? Well, Col- Obsidian... No, because Cole Obsidian was the big guy. Yeah. The big giant guy. Um, Proxima Midnight's the female. Her boyfriend is the one that I've kept rep- kept referencing. He wasn't a big guy. He, I mean, they were all big, yeah. but like he wasn't Hulk big. Yeah. And then um, Ebony, Ebony Maw was, was the wizard type guy. Yeah. They, they, didn't, they didn't do anything. They, really? Yeah. No, I, didn't, I didn't find. I, I like them, but I'm not as big on them as Dave is. Like, uh, like the, none of them rise to the level of Fiora and. Uh, 
I'm not talking about Man of Steel. I'm talking about I'm talking about Superman too. You're talking about the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them them rise to to that level. No. Wow. I did did like the the stuff in Wakanda with Proxima Midnight and Black Widow and the Koyu. That's what I'm saying. Is we got we got a little bit more out of those characters than I would have expected, and I was impressed that they all got killed. Like they didn't prevail. They were they were. Thanos's losses, like because at the yeah. you know, a couple of times in the movie, Thanos talks about how much he's sacrificing for his goal. Yeah, and he is. He loses everything, but he also wins. He wins, but he has to sacrifice to do it, but, which makes but, uh, it a very interesting villain story because you know at the end of the movie, it, and like he, he's. Like At the end said, of the movie, he's not back in his Thanos dome, cackling with all right. of his minions around him, laughing. He's in a little hut with his arm burned yeah. to shit. Because I, I, did you guys notice that? I, yeah. I love the I I love the fact of that too because in the comics, after all this happens and yeah. he wipes him out, you they do find dead. him on a farming. They find yeah. him on a farming colony. Yeah, and like he's just like a, a hermit, like off in the wilderness yeah. somewhere. His and armor is the scarecrow in the yeah. field. He's oh just wow! Wearing like yeah. a, a simple robe type yeah. thing, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm not really in the galaxy conquering business anymore. <laughs> I'm more about like quiet introspection. And he even does what he said he was going to do. Like he said, I'm, I'll watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. Yep. Um, that's what he. That's what. Not he so did. grateful, me. That's. <laughs> Well, and that was that was one thing that I didn't know, and you guys that uh, do know the story better was after he snapped his fingers, the gauntlet was destroyed. That, that, which well, that's a big lended, chunk of power you just lended used. a lot. Well, no, and, and but it lended permanence, and, and obviously we all know S- Spider-Man's not dead. Groot, like that's well, all. Like, that's all going to be fixed. But in the like, moment, within the narrative yeah. of the movie, the gauntlet's destroyed. The thing that just made that happen is out of the game. Like, Cap can't just go find the Infinity Gauntlet and fix this. I, I'm amazed. And I, it's just so much how we take our geek you know, culture that we're in for granted. Because, yes, we all know, as it's happening, that these guys aren't really dead. But, man... The audience at large, and a lot oh, of yeah, people no, are, they were they they are, oh. they they are confused. They have no like. I'm like watching the crowd as you know, along with these people, and they're like, there was <laughs> there was one guy two seats from me who, when he, I don't think he wanted to be there at all, really, because yeah. during the trailers when they're showing a lot of the geeky like Solo and all that kind of stuff, he's like, they're still making those, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, you are just not into this game. <laughs> but I think he was only there for Black Panther, because he had seen Black Panther. Oh, okay. And so, so, so at the end, when Black Panther's one of the guys that dies, he's like, oh, fuck no. Like, he was, like, his whole reason for being there... <laughs> just went away. Just yeah. went away. And he's like, and he was mad. I mean, he was angry. He's like, they left a raccoon alive and they killed Black Panther? Like, all throughout the credits, he was like... I can't believe they do this. Like Disney, this isn't a Disney movie. Like he was really upset. Well, yeah. I had to. Uh, Phantom Junior was. I mean, it, it hit him. He was yeah. very, very like, upset. The, the and two, I had to, I had to have. A, I had to have a moment in my head to make a fatherly decision of 
do I go ahead and just say, no, no, it's okay, they're going to be back, we already know they're doing Spider-Man 2, and, and the, or do I let this sink in and go ahead and let him have a life lesson that things are horrible and sometimes <laughs> what did you sometimes do? Life is terrible. I, I, I'd say, yeah, we already know there's a Spider-Man too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Spider like he, not, when when Peter went like in that two, scene the was the two biggest audience reactions. Peter went away. He was yeah. He was upset. They uh, the two yeah. biggest inter- reactions of all the like everybody fading away. Both times I saw it were Black Panther and Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Black Panther, you wouldn't have said that five years ago. No. Well, but, they but they've just done of, such a great job with it because of the movie, and you know, his iconic. St- I mean, he means a lot to a lot of people. So, well, and also the actors is fantastic. Yeah. He, I'm, he, I'm basing. He doesn't really have a lot of great moments in the movie. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but he's you know he's well, underused. He, I think. he just had. No, no, I get it. I'm not. I'm just saying that you know. You can't you can't have everybody, but but I'm I'm basing you know talking about Black Panther, <laughs> but, but but you know you lose T'Challa, you lose every, almost all but one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you lose Peter Parker. I'm like these guys are not dead. Like well, I have, right. that's the right. three biggest. I have, a, I have a theory on why you lost most of the Guardians, other than Nebula, and like I figure like. They picked Rocket just because of his interaction with Thor, maybe, and because he probably had to have one person. But, like, they kept Nebula alive. We have to have somebody uh, that right. knows stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Plus, I think keeping Rocket alive made Groot's. You know, there was someone there who knew Groot when Groot, you know, to cry over Groot. Right, exactly. But, uh, the, uh, here's, here's where I'm gonna, like, speculate on where they're going. Okay. With Avengers 4. Uh, in the comics, and they've reinforced this with what they did in Infinity War by saying the Soul Gem, Soul Stone, has a special place among the Infinity Stones. And, like, making it special because Thanos had to sacrifice Gamora. With red skulls hanging out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that in a minute. I yeah. popped huge no, for no, that. No, me too. Mm. But, uh... What they've done before is that there's a world inside of the soul stone mm-hmm. and it's populated by everyone's souls. Right. So the pe- all the people that just all of a sudden died like they're going to be in the next movie. They're going to be inside the soul gem and I feel like Gamora is going to be there. Helping everybody get back. Well, that's what I want to talk about, though. Is how the, do they get out of this? The, no, <laughs> the actual deaths, right? That happened in this before the the snap, yeah. right? Like, like, are those permanent? Right. Yes, I feel I, like I, those are going to be yeah. permanent. Well, that's that includes. Well, Gamora died in certain yeah. circumstances. Right. Well, though. Gamora died to release the soul. Right. Stone, so, right. so that could be she's tied to. The soul. Well, and but also, so like the the movies that we know are going to happen. In the future, are uh, another Spider-Man, yep. mm-hmm. obviously Captain Marvel, another Guardians, yep. and then another Guardians. So every, everybody like... stayed to the end, right? Yeah. Okay. So real, real quick uh, on that note, even though I knew, I intellectually, I know that the Fox thing isn't happening. Kevin Feige, which right. granted, you can't believe anything that he says, but he said even if we were going to use those characters, it would be way down the road. But 
when that little communicator, I was so hoping for a four to pop up on it. <laughs> and I knew, like I said, intellectually I knew it wasn't going to happen, but can you imagine the reaction in the I, theater? Yeah, because that, that, that was not even done yet. Right, that would have been awesome, but I, I wasn't expecting it because those scenes are always pretty much setting up the next movie. And, like, the next movie's Captain Marvel. Right, right. So I just, you know... The next and movie is Ant-Man. Everybody in well, my theater... Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Don't forget about Ant-Man. But, People, but everybody's set, forgetting about Ant-Man. That's set before, like, what happens in right, Infinity War. Right, And, like, I feel like everybody's going to be very confused by that. The entire yeah. row that we could hear in my theater thought that that was Nova Corps. <laughs> well, I, you know what? If you don't know... Right. Yeah. Well, um, they weren't paying but, but attention they, to the fact say, that uh, Xandar has been like decimated, right? Yeah, which yeah. like was That's, established with one throwaway line by yeah. Thor. Yeah. Well, the, but the people who are casual enough fans not to have instantly recognized Carol's deal don't even know that Xandar is the Nova Corps, Cor- yeah. right? Probably. Right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye is enjoying retirement. Yes, he is. So, yeah, that was interesting that Hawkeye and, and uh, Ant-Man got name checks, but were, like, not in it at all. Well, you know, it was more than Thor did for Sif. <laughs> oh, yeah, Because, right. you know, I mean, Thor's crying about Hemdo saying, like, it's... I lost my best friend. I'm like, no, no, you lost four of yeah. your best friends in the last movie. You should be crying over those. Well, Sif isn't even, like, really... In Ragnarok. Oh, wait, yeah, Sif didn't die. No, Sif's just gone. The rest we of them. We have no idea. We have no well, idea. yeah, we don't well, know. The, That's the what I mean. She doesn't reason, even get a mention. The reason yeah. why is because, like, her t- the TV show she's in, like, right. the schedule for it wouldn't allow her to do No, no, you can anything. still say something about the right. character. We're, sure. we're fortunate that she was on that TV show because I'm sure Taika Waititi would have had a giant <laughs> shit on her and she would have suffocated to death. And everybody would have been like, hoo hoo, Sif was killed by poop. Let's go fight more. <laughs> Uh, no. I fucking hate that and movie. <laughs> so so salty. I, I, yeah, so the well, you can you can relax. That you can you're. You, it, it, sorry, what am I going to say here? <laughs> <laughs> it's my head. I, my head. I feel oh, so yeah, empty. The room's going dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's some there's some consolation <laughs> knowing that almost everybody from Ragnarok that was on that ship is now dead. Yes. So you don't have to worry about any and, of those. Funny characters. Do you also wonder was Valkyrie still on that ship? Was Korg still on that ship? They are not in this. As far movie. as we know, they're dead. Everybody was dead Gosh. on that ship. Well, and that's sure looks that way. And but he, there's a line where Thor says uh, in Infinity War that half of his remaining people were wiped out. Oh, there's right, another but, ship. Well, no, they were all I, one. They ship. were all on one but, ship. I mean, why does he say half? He says right. Half. That's because, what I'm saying. Because that's Thanos' modus operandi. Yeah. He shows up. And kills half the people in right, it. But, but he blew but, the but ship up. He blew the ship up yeah. after killing half of them. So, so, like, I don't know if they got off on escape ships or what the deal was. Maybe they're escape pods. Who knows? And, and he did. Well, and you know what? Maybe that is exactly what happened. There could be a bit, because, I mean, I've only seen it the one time now. I'm there's sure not. there's plenty of stuff. Well, but they said he ki- when when Thanos showed up on the ship he killed half half the crew yeah. or half the people on the ship yeah. so he then, might have let the so, others go before right, we saw it. yeah right. i got you that's okay. in- that's entirely possible he might yeah, have done that that's true okay. uh, he might have been all right i've done my thing you guys leave now did you guys have a reaction um and and i hate to go back to the beginning of the movie cuz there's so much and we've only got a few minutes left here but uh when Thanos turns around and he's got Thor by the head, 
did you have a moment where you went, oh shit, that's four that he's just dragging around? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because at first I was like, oh, he's dragging around some dude. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's four. That's what I thought, too. Exactly my reaction. Okay. Like, they, they did a very good job of establishing, like... The tone of the movie and Thanos's power level—that he's casually yeah. dominating these people that right. we've been. Well, yeah, because Thor's a badass, right? I mean, we, <laughs> yes. Let's face it. Um, but I know you said we got a few. So there's there's one thing I, I do want to give mention to, and it's two words: Peter Dinklage. Oh yes, mm. how Fantastic. incredible was the casting of him as one of the giants? One of the the now the, was he a the, comic? The, the yes, yeah. he's he's based on a like. The Nevalier is a thing in the comics, right? Yeah, I and don't know if his character was specifically from. I'm sure it probably was, but but yes, that's where the the hammers where were Mjolnir made. Is made. That's They've where. Been yeah, I'm I'm familiar with yeah. the 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 concept because I it's, it's and, actually and that's actually where Stormbreaker's made. But Stormbreaker's made for Beta Ray Bill, right? Which, Who I was kind of hoping for a cameo there, but that would have been the, one thing too many. I think the the closest I think you're ever going to get to a Beta Ray Bill face in Ragnarok, his face on the yeah. the champion's tower in Ragnarok. And look, I do want to be clear. Visually, Ragnarok was incredible, and I did like the story. It's the tone. I just yeah, the tone. I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Um, so, oh my god, we have a special. Hey, piece. oh, you're just in time for us to spoil the shit out of this movie for you. I don't care. Really? I really don't. Oh, I just want to stab you in the face right now. Uh, so Red Ranger has just joined us. We can we can make him care if he did. If he did, kit no the soul stone. The soul stone won't work on him. He's a homunculus. Oh, you're right. Shit. Um, so, what were there any other points that you got? I I was very impressed with how quickly they made. Wanda and Vision's relationship seem like a thing. Well, it's been two years since Civil it, War. And then that's basically what they had to go with, because in Civil War, you know, they had their cooking moment together in Civil War, which was very well done, but, like, they really hadn't set up a deep relationship with them, and they managed to, to I mean, they, they, I bought it. Yeah, they sold yeah. it to me. It yeah, worked. It worked for me. Yeah, yeah they're the love story of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm curious if, if, if they, how much time's going to pass between this movie and the next one. I is feel like not think, a lot I think of it's time gonna, at all. Is it? yeah. I, like, I think, like I feel like you'll have Tony and Nebula take the Guardian ship to get back to uh, to Earth, and you'll also have Captain Marvel show up, and then like you'll just immediately go from there to like trying to fight Thanos and fix things. Were we all? So, I, I thought it was very smart to have Maria and Nick both go mm-hmm. because. It really, again, sold it, but then it gives you that little bit of hope when the communicator falls right, down. Right, right. Yeah, and at that point, you needed it. You needed some hope because, I mean, yeah. everybody was sitting in the theater, the credits are rolling, they're just wondering what, what to do, when? What it looks so bleak, you need just some little indication of hope. Dude, and Chris Evans, uh, oh. if I could give that guy an Oscar just for two words... Oh God, <laughs> man! That delivery—I mean, it's—it sold everything that just happened. Thankfully, he did yeah. not. Plus, as you said before, Downey Jr. sells it throughout the movie, but at the tail end, it's Evans that just nails it. Well, man! Also, we talked to—I mean, 
Captain America is the hope throughout right. this. Even in the midst of this overwhelming battle, he still hoped. And, and at this point, he's, he's broken. Lost. He, he, yeah. he's lost his. Yeah. Oh my God! You know, it's you know he we, we he knows what they've lost. And man, playing on my childhood emotions, killing Vision, and then turning him black and white like Optimus Prime, <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> that took me back to 1986, sitting beside my mom in the theater, crying over Optimus Prime because that it was exactly the same really? the color drained. Because that's when Optimus Prime dies in Transformers the movie. Um, the color drains out of him. He turns black and white. Wow. And this, what, they did vision. I mean, somebody that had something to do with the movie, that was intentional. Oh, There's sure. no way that was just... No, I got that too. Oh so my gosh. Oh, that was brutal. Uh, so, right at the end there, and and we'll, we'll go around for like one final point from each of us, and I guess this will be mine. Uh... I was so caught up in what was going on that when Wanda destroyed the uh, the mind gem, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, what did they do now? I wasn't even thinking about the time gem. Nope. I, at all. That moment completely got me. Did that? Did you guys like know, like, oh, he's just going to use the time gem, or did that get you to... Uh, I d- like... At that point in the movie, because of, like, the build, the, the build up they'd done to it, like, I knew something was going to happen, like, but I didn't know he was precisely that he was going to use the time jump. Yeah. Even I, though, like... I was so caught up in it, I just... And that's the thing, yeah. is I feel like they they intentionally made things so Although, furious like, pace my, my second viewing, like, I, I picked up on a lot of things that, like, in the first viewing... <laughs> Your second worked. viewing, you were able to figure out what was going to happen? Yes. Well, no, they, they, they actually did a good job of setting it Setting up. it all up. Because, number one, the time gem is the gem he gets right before that. Mm. And Oh, yeah, right, right. And, secondly, like, uh, like, I think it's Wanda, it might have been Cap, says, we're running out of time, you have to do it. Or it might have been Vision, he says. Vision. You're running it's out vision. of time. Yeah. And, like, so, like the, the specific use of the word time. Think about that. Even the order in which Thanos acquires the gems had to be within that story planned so specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, let's, let's do our final thoughts. Uh, Bobby. Wow, that was good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, th- this movie, like I said, it was... It's it's just a thrill ride. I mean, there's no time to stop and catch your breath or stop and think about things. You know, it's, it really is a movie that bears multiple rewatches, and um, it really is. I mean, if you look at the the ten years of the MCU, I, I look at it here as this this is chapter what nineteen of the novel. Yeah. Um, and you know, this novel's been good. <laughs> you know, I've I've enjoyed every chapter and. There were just so many cool moments in this that will burn, you know, are burned into my brain now. It's like, you know, there's a Captain America moment. There's a yeah. moment. There's a, you know, this and that and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but one of the scenes that we've not talked about that really stands out to me is early on is, you know, Mike and I talked about this yesterday, the fact that of all the Marvel movies, this one had the fewest songs in it. Yeah. The fewest pieces of music in it. Yeah, just the Guardians, right? And the right? fact that the Guardians, when we see them, because music has been so big in the Guardians movies, 
the fact that they're singing as they're flying through through space and that that just was one of the that's that's probably the last comforting moment in the movie <laughs> and uh, so yeah it just I, I knew it yeah I just I was there from the moment it started and I'm, I'm ready for the next one let's go <laughs> let's get the time gem and jump to the future gotta wait a year Arian what uh, was there one other no nah, we've covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about uh, I just want to say I didn't think they'd have the balls to present the movie in the way that they did, and I'm very, very, very pleasantly surprised with the way they've presented one of my favorite comic stories in film form. Uh, and I think that people, the people who are like, it's not exactly like the comic, need to be drop kicked. <laughs> like you just, like they're two different forms of storytelling. Like the fact that like Thanos is not doing all of this to impress Death should not detract from what is, like, an incredibly presented, like, story. Like, shut up and enjoy what you've got. Like, it, it can't yeah. detract from your enjoyment of the comic. It just can't. It's like, be, right. be an adult. Like, I, I, know that's, <laughs> I know that's, like, counterintuitive to say about stuff that, like, makes us feel like children on certain levels, but just be an adult about it. Like, the... Like, there are two different forms of, like, media and presentation and things that work, like... Over like a, a six six issue like comic are not necessarily going to work on the screen. If if you take Infinity War and the movies we've seen up to the, up to now on their own and disregard anything that we know is coming out in the future, they went with the missed ending for like a mm-hmm. blockbuster popcorn movie. Yeah. They gave us the Thomas Jane missed ending, essentially. Yeah. Like, they bummed everybody out that much. Yeah. <laughs> and, me, that's, and that's why, like, I'm just really freaking impressed with it. Yeah, for absolutely. Me, for me, I thought it was the Empire Strikes Back ending. Yeah. It just kind of stops. Well, well I, I, think it's even, I think it's even more than that. It is. Because, because Empire Strikes Back, like... It's pretty obvious there's going to be more to come mm-hmm. after this, but like the fact that like originally it was going to be uh, Infinity War Part One, and then they went away from doing that. Like, yeah, they very much make it look like this is just how it is. Well, and also at Empire, Han's frozen in carbonite; he's yeah. not dead. Luke has a hand; it's yeah. a robot hand, but he's got a hand. Like, like it's it's half not of everybody's quite as... dead. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But I, mean, um, I was just thinking in terms of the way the movie just kind of stops. Yeah. With everything but the words to be continued. Right, right. right. Uh, I don't Mike? know, I was, I, was, I was struck by, I mean, I know people comparing it to Empire Strikes Back, but to me it's, it's, it's like a season finale. You know, it's like a season finale of a TV show. You've got ten, you know, you've got, what, twenty episodes of a TV show, a TV series? You know, and here we go, we got, this is number nineteen, um... It's unprecedented what they're doing, but uh, I th- and I don't think they're going to get. Look, they're not going to get enough credit. I mean, they're going to get plenty of money. Sure, right? plenty of money. They've already gotten plenty exactly. of money, <laughs> but it's. You know, I think it already beat. Uh, there are times Force Awakens. There are times in film history. I recall when when Walt Disney did the first feature length cartoon, which was uh, Snow White. 
the Academy, everybody thought that was, that. don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, it'll never work, people don't want to see cartoons for over an hour, Don't. they're not going to want to see an animated feature, but he did it, and it was great success, and they gave him like a special Oscar, that was like all these little, you know, like it was an Oscar with seven little Oscars, and I thought, well they're never going to give the Russo's brothers like best director, they're never going to make the Avengers Affinity War a best picture nominee or anything like that, but... Yet, with this, they've done something unprecedented in film history. Yeah. And it should be acknowledged. Um, like I said, the, it, it reminds me of... There was a season finale of uh, Dynasty in its heyday in the 80s, where they, wow. didn't, know, they didn't know who was going to come back and who was contractually obligated. Uh, okay. So they just, like, the last scene was all the characters in this, like, big party by the pool... And Iranian terrorists just came through and mowed down everyone. And it was a matter of, okay, who's coming back at the next season? Who's not? Well, as cliffhangers <laughs> go, Gordon, that was not the one I thought of. <laughs> That's the best comparison that will be made about this movie, and nobody else is going to make it. Um, Infinity War uh, now has the biggest box office opening ever at $630 million. And that's at 2 o'clock on Sunday. With the grim the weekend tone, I is wonder, not over with yet. With the grim tone, I wonder what the rewrap. I'm really interested to yeah. see what the rewatch is going to be like. I mean, are people going to keep going I to this? I think they are, because there's so it's so dense. But are people going to want to leave? I mean, they left, a lot of people left the theater devastated. Do they want to come back and do that again? But it's easy. And this <laughs> it, is me. It's, it's the proper tone for the times. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this is me. Now that you know the grand, and granted, I knew it was going to be grim going in. But when I've seen something, once I know like it's grim or know what the tone is, it's actually easier a second time because sure. I already I've already got the trauma out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's pop in and do a commentary on Schindler's List, shall we? <laughs> I've never even seen that. I've never movie. seen Schindler's List. What? Uh, why would I watch it's, that? It's the feel-good hit of that year. <laughs> but Schindler's List doesn't have a talking raccoon in it. That Well, you don't know that. You haven't seen it. But no, I, I believe it. It's I would, got I Liam heard about it. He yeah. punches wolves. Not in Schindler's List, he doesn't. You don't know that? I do know that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, and then, yes. And then with Deadpool coming up in three weeks, and I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it's going to carry over. Well, don't forget about Solo. Let's forget about Solo. No, okay. I actually a, don't think Solo looks that terrible. I'm super excited about it. I like. I know I'm kind of in the minority on that, but like the last couple trailers are just like this looks enjoyable. I, I'm I'm very excited for it. The only I'm just going to pretend it's a Lando. Alden Ernick <laughs> whatever his name is, like doesn't look or sound like Han, but that doesn't mean the movie's not going to be good, right? I'm just going to pretend it's a Lando movie. But we we uh, we gotta we gotta wrap it up. That's the end. I don't think there's. Uh, we all loved it. Yeah, Infinity no, War was yeah. absolutely it's, amazing. It's up. It's either at the top, or it's, it's in the top three of the MCU movies for me. It's going to be difficult for me to rank because well, it's still fresh. Half. It relies no resolution. No, it relies so heavily on everything that's come before mm-hmm. because it's like I don't know that it can knock Captain America out of the top slot because Captain America is a movie unto itself. You can sit down, you can watch that. Yeah. If you've never mm-hmm. seen any of the Marvel movies and no. this is your first one, does it work? 
And that's the thing is I, I don't. I don't think uh, it does. But like, because they, they, they don't they spend a lot of time introducing characters. They assume you know. Yeah, who they, they just are. Get, and which is fair because yeah. they've done the work. But uh, but I mean, it's it's incredible. It's I, I don't even think you can rank it as a movie. It's it's an event. It's a culmination. Yeah. Uh, but it was awesome. And ten, uh, ten years of these movies. Mm-hmm. It does not feel like ten years sometimes. No, it but, doesn't. But the fact that there are sometimes people, it feels like more though. Well, yeah. But the fact that there were kids, like you know, that were seeing Iron Man, little kids that are now adults. Well, that's my there, son's yeah. ten. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing, and the fact that they they've most of the people. I mean, there's a few that have dropped off, that, you know, cast members, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I mean, you've still got. The, the big the same major characters. I'll, I'll take Don roles. Cheadle over Terrence yeah. any day. Uh, yeah. What Disney can pay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> like, right. well, like Hugo Weaving not being there for this, the Red Skull this time around, which it's such a small role. It's well, not a small role, but it was so role. great yeah. to see him. Loved it. All right, that's all we got for Infinity War. Uh, if you somehow accidentally skipped our spoiler warning at the beginning and have stuck with it this far, sorry. Or if you're Red Ranger who didn't bother to make time to see the greatest movie of all time. Um, that's okay. Arian's just wiping his mind with the Mind Stone right now. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Bobby Nash, where can we find you online? Uh, BobbyNash.com. Mike Gordon? NewLegendMike.com. Arian? Uh, you, you can't really. Whatever. <laughs> you can, uh, like, if you, you want to see try. pictures of food... And cute animals follow at such a lazy man on Instagram. There you go. You should do it. Very, very cute puppy. It's true. And a cat, which I'm not qualified to comment on. No. Thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, first of all, obviously I know there are some people who just can't get out to see Infinity War yet. I was just being humorously dickish at the beginning there. There's nothing wrong with you if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, if if you if you want to see it and haven't seen it yet because of life situations, uh, but if you just don't want to see it, then there is something wrong with you. And I meant every word I said. Uh, and also, I hope that you guys aren't too upset with me about my feelings about Ragnarok and the Last Jedi. Uh, but I really do. Hate's not the right word. It makes me sad how disappointed I am in those movies. How about that? It, it's, it's upsetting to me that I can't like them because the decisions that were made were so, so utterly wrong and terrible. Uh, all right, let's, let's move along. Uh, Infinity War was awesome. I, I look forward to watching it again. I don't know if it'll be in the theater necessarily, but certainly once it comes out on Blu-ray, I will pick it up. Next week on the Needless Things podcast, I will be talking to Renee Cooper from Momocon the week after that. It is not in the can yet, but I feel like I can go ahead and say it. I will be talking to the casket creatures more than more than a couple of the casket creatures about their new album Return to Wolfton which is incredible and I love it and you guys should keep an eye out because it's going to be hitting everywhere soon I think Amazon and iTunes and everywhere you can get fine horror punk music Uh, and then the week after that our May Needless Commentary 
which you are going to love because I picked it for my birthday. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.